She take my money when I'm in need. Yes, it's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over town that digs on me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 16 of Three Guys from the South Side. Ironic episode 16, sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. Before we get into that, uh, quick introductions here. Uh, boys, uh, as always, coming to us live from Champaign, Illinois. Boys, how are we doing today? Uh, still not over Sunday. <coughs> okay. Top day soon. for. Tough weekend for for all of us, but uh, look, excited to bring back uh, full time on the show. Uh, two became three moving forward. Davey Bad Picks, Dave McAvoy. <laughs> well, well, easy there. I haven't seen a contract or anything in writing yet. That's a surprise <laughs> to me. <clears throat> but I will, I will fully admit that th- this week's mood is significantly dampered compared to last weeks if you listen to us hype up the big 10 and everything else that we talked about so we got conned dave um, it's not our fault we got conned i'm I'm, i want a class action lawsuit so it's not my fault it's not my fault that it's it's never our fault we got conned by the liberal media (laughs) stop the steal can you not swear on big 10 sell it for parts relegate everyone to the mac for a year I mean, the fact that Michigan's the only Big Ten team left. Uh, I mean, overall reactions, though, boys, from from that Illinois game. I mean, all of us were on Illinois big. I mean, we had a heavy investment in our uh, in our Calcutta uh, there, Dave. I mean, overall, just reactions from the game. What do you think went wrong? Uh, boys, I know you were pretty upset from a coaching standpoint. What are overall thoughts? Okay, I'll start first. Um <laughs> This was the worst loss in program history, hands down. People think I'm overreacting. People can say 2005 was a bad loss, but at least we made it to the Final Four and the title game. The problem is this game, we lost to an eight seed, a mid-major school in Chicago, and didn't lead the whole entire time and got absolutely spanked in every aspect of the game. Rebounding, shooting threes, turnovers, coaching, Brad Underwood. Porter Moser drove down to Champaign and Brad Brad Underwood's $2 million mansion, went in there, punched him in the face, then drove back home and slept in his mansion in Glenbrook North and went to bed, and now he woke up and he's 16 in Indy. And the problem is down here, people don't realize that this was the chance for us to go back to the Final Four. There's never going to be an opportunity like this again. Duke, Kentucky, Michigan State, all these younger teams that rely, rely on top 10 recruiting classes – there's going to be no COVID next year for them not to be able to get chemistry. It's over. It's over before it even started. I'm not over it. I'm devastated. I'll shut up and I'm done talking for a little bit. Cause I just went on a rant. So I have a couple of things about, about the game first. Um, I mean, first and foremost, a couple of things that we've been, that I've been saying all year, me and blaze have talked about all year. If you go back to the game against Ohio early in the season, late November, early December, we watched Ohio give Illinois a really tough game. And we came out of that and said, Illinois has a hard time guarding a really good pick and roll that Ohio ran on them the entire game and almost beat them. And then what did Loyola come out and do? Ran a really great pick and roll and absolutely crushed them. We said another type of team that could give Illinois fits 
is a team that D's up really aggressively and really gets in their face. And we thought of teams like Texas Tech and Virginia, and it ended up that Loyola had that great defensive tenacity and, instead of the one transition of those defense is phenomenal high major teams. Yeah. And it, it was it was the type of game that wasn't even really all that close. It felt like it was close because Illinois is the one seed. You feel like they could come out of nowhere and see what happens and, and fill up the bucket and make a little run, but it just never happened. It wasn't even fun for a single second. And the I, I was texting everybody in my phone book that's an Illinois fan, and I was get, basically getting talked off the ledge a little bit, being like, oh, well, there's a lot of time left. We'll see what happens. And they came out in the second half and looked exactly the same as they did in the first half. And I was like, this game's over. And it wasn't even close. It wasn't exactly. There was a lot of time left, but they didn't change anything up. And no. the thing is, to go to it is, I think coaching is a lot like working, having a job in the real world. And we've been in the real world for close to 10 years and we've had good bosses and we've had bad bosses. And the problem is with the bad bosses, these guys always think they're right. They're always the smartest guys in the room. They have the biggest ego and Underwood thought he had the best. He had the, Underwood thought he was the better coach, had the bigger ego and just stood into the same exact thing and thought something else was going to change. And it didn't. And we don't start pressing full court until there's two minutes left and we're down by 10. I don't understand it. We should have been doing that 20 minutes. We should have been doing that at the beginning of the second half to push the pace up and get Loyola out of their offense. That was absolutely killing Kofi and killing Io. Io just didn't look like he had like any pace, even at the end of the game. And, and that was frustrating to see like even him, you know, like running up the floor, it's like he had no sense of urgency. I mean, well, they, they collapsed onto him and they doubled IO they pretty did. much the entire yeah. game. It doesn't help when Frazier goes one for 10. It doesn't help. But at the no. same time, Underwood didn't do anything to game plan around it. The only guy besides the, the top two guys that really did anything was Adam Miller. Um, and he'll be back. And, and you don't want to blame the players on that. I don't think, I, I think it's tough to say, Oh, well, IO didn't really show up in this game because IO got doubled every single time he got the ball. So I don't know. It's it's I agree with Blaze. This is easily the worst program, the loss in program history, at least since we've been following Illinois for sure. Um, to lose to someone that's in state that really looks like they could go to the final four if they play like that again, if they or at least if they game plan, especially going up against Oregon State and the rest of that bracket. Yeah, it's, a, it's a really tough yeah, loss. And what makes it even worse, don't come around. Yeah, what makes it even worse too is the way this Midwest bracket is playing out too. We read about playing Cade Cunningham or like a really good Tennessee defense that could give Illinois problems. You're playing Oregon State, who just got hot at the right time, and then playing a Syracuse team and then a Houston team whose best players hurt. It's like, I'm getting over it, and then I'm going to see these games on Saturday. I'm going to be like, this is such a freaking joke. It's going to be it's going to be upsetting seeing that happen, and you know, <clears throat> misery loves company. You know, guys, and I I woke up Monday thinking I was going to have a, a decent little work day myself through the Iowa visor on just for shits and gigs, you know, right here, here we go. And I fired this bad boy up and I turned the TV on and all of a sudden I'm like, we are fucked. We have never, and Dave, you've said it to me all year long that Iowa doesn't play defense, not a single, single defensive strategy for McCaffrey. Like no, no change there. It was fast break after fast break. It was backdoor cut after backdoor cut that they allowed. I thought we were in it with like two and a half minutes left in, in the first half. I saw, I've seen, better, def- out of, I've seen better defense in the Mount Greenwood men's league. That was ridiculous. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. I agree that there was, there was, yeah, no Dave, we, at there. least we didn't give up a hundred points. We hey, would never give up a hundred points. <laughs> 40, 
It's 46 to 46 with two and a half left in the first. We just Garza just slams one down to tie the game. And then turnover after turnover. Next thing you know, it's halftime. Next thing you know, and we're down 10. And guess what? There, there was zero coming back for that. Just like Illinois came out in the second half. I turned it, I turned the TV off after two minutes. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done watching this yeah, shit. I think the thing is too, I knew it was I over. I watched, I was able to watch the first half, so I didn't know that happened, but like, um, and I, I'll probably lose my Illini fan card for saying this, but like Garza loses the game, but he scores like 34 points, plays absolutely great. His defense obviously is trash, but like Io had a rough game and they went out, but like Garza played great and the rest of his supporting staff didn't pick him up. Like you score 34 points and you get absolutely ass kicked in the second round. That's a shitty way to go out for a player. Had, I mean, he only, I think he only had eight or 10 in the, in the second half, but still, um, he had a great first half, kept him in that game. I mean, it seemed like it was literally just transition after transition for Oregon. And they were, you know, throwing oops, dunking at easy layups every time. It's like, yeah, you're, you're not going to win a game if, if you turn the ball over that much. And if you don't play decent defense, you know, when you do have a reset, uh, in their backcourt. So. You know, you know, I didn't think that this would make me feel better just hearing your misery, but you're right. It does make me feel a little bit better just seeing that. It doesn't make me feel better because, Dave, it doesn't make me feel better either because it's like people – I'm on this message board and I'm quitting it because people are oblivious to it. But, like, people are like, we still won the Big Ten tournament. We had a great end of the season. I'm like, besides Michigan, no other team made the Sweet 16. Like, all these wins were overhyped, overinflated. Like, the Big Ten tournament champion – just watered down like the season was a failure. It's that simple. I will I will say to you, Merrick, though, uh Garza's final game, it, like that guy's such a legend. I think that even Brian Hannon will give him an IG shout out on his birthday. L G N D Legend. Legend. Bro. Um, all right. Enough uh, enough crying on our ends. Uh, I th- I think we needed that though. This is healthy. This is healthy. Talking about it's healthy. It's at least what my therapist says. Um, that's but, good. You're going now. Yeah, hey, dude, it's it's working wonders. I'm gonna have I to get another. Gi- I bought those gift certificates. You might as well use them. Right, right. Hey, that was the best birthday gift, along with that uh, McConaughey uh, book you guys got me. Uh, unreal. Happy thirtieth. Um. Anyways, other tournament reactions from the first round. Any any big things that stood out to you guys? I I mean, just a recap. Uh, I think our picks from last week. I actually, I my free picks went two and two. Uh, so you're only paying the vig or the juice, uh, wherever you're from, whatever you call it, uh, from those games uh, in the first round last weekend. Um, I think the other big standout for all three of us, obviously Colorado, uh, not really showing up in the second half there against Florida State. I think they ended up with 21 turnovers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there, that was the kind of the biggest one other big shocker for me. Obviously, outside of the two two games we had touched on, you obviously have a Oral Roberts team that is, I mean, potentially going to make the Elite Eight. I don't think Arkansas is that great either. But what other just general reactions you guys have for the first two rounds? Um, the general reaction I have is it's Gonzaga's to lose. I They have an easy path now with Iowa out. Like They can end up playing USC or Alabama, who I still think is overrated. They have a cakewalk to the championship game. And on the other side of the bracket, like, I don't know how you don't say Loyola is the most complete team after what they did to Illinois. Like, did you did, did you watch anything? In the there's two Jesuit schools playing in the title game, but 
Did you we'll see anything see. that Baylor did, though? So this is the whole thing. After all of this prognostication and all of us thinking that the Big Ten was actually this awesome conference, I think that we got fooled by Same. something that we love in the Big Ten. At the beginning of the year, we said it was Gonzaga and Baylor and then everybody else. The And then you have all these upsets in the first couple rounds, and the absolute perfect ending to this season would be Gonzaga wins every game by 10, and they pl- play Baylor in the championship, and they beat Baylor by five, right? Because that's what we've been saying was going to happen all year. One of the Everyone's things talking about how much the Big Ten sucks, so the Big 12 only has one team in the Sweet 16, too. Oh, I didn't even count that high, so... <laughs> So it's like, I, I don't know what to believe. Like, well, I think had the most impressive one of the year so far. I think they, I think they're a favorite to make the final four in the title game, but we'll see. I, I don't even really know. I I'm would indif- bet you, I would bet you right now, but I would have to give you odds. I know, but I bet you they, I, I don't, I think they, they're probably the favorite. No, they're not. Houston's the favorite to come out of that bracket still. We'll see. Like, interesting enough, Merrick, you mentioned Oral Roberts and Arkansas actually already played each other this year. Or Roberts was up by 10 at halftime, and then Arkansas figured it out, and they scored. They won by 20 in the second half. So that's like a rematch from earlier in the year. But, yeah, just a crazy sweet so, 16. So all these teams, it's just – it's nuts. Well, so that's one of the issues, though, when, when you have uh, all these upsets in the first two rounds is the second weekend ends up having a bunch of matchups that don't feel really fun or exciting on paper. One of the benefits of when I think Gonzaga Crane's a fun matchup. That's a high scoring game, I think. Yeah, but I'm just saying though, like if everything goes chalk in the first couple weekends, you end up with these juggernaut matchups of these teams that have been good all year that everyone looks forward to. And I mean, I know it's easy to sit here and say I'm not looking forward to it as much as I would have without Illinois being in there. That's a given. It's similar to when your favorite team goes out of the playoffs and you think they're going to win it all. Um, but it goes without saying no one really wants to go sit down for two hours and watch Loyola, Oregon state, unless you have a vested interest or you bet on it. And no one wants to go watch oral Roberts versus Arkansas when you could have had Illinois versus Oklahoma state or Arkansas, Arkansas versus Ohio state. It's, it's a given that you would rather watch the big teams play each other. Yeah. Or Iowa USC. Totally. I'm with you, boys. I, I, I do think it's Gonzaga's to lose at this point. I mean, I, it's my, only, it's my only shot that I can actually salvage this bloodbath and hopefully actually earn the driver that I'm going to buy regardless of outcome. Um, hey, really, really quick. Um, I know we do our draft pool, right? Uh, for you listeners, that's where we have eight teams uh, spread out amongst eight guys. Uh, one really quick uh, shout out to our, our buddies, Happen and Coops, who statistically... <laughs> Didn't win a single game. This has never happened. It, and some people, some some industry analysts are calling it calling it a statistical anomaly, aka hop. But to get zero wins and his, not his even show up, his his stomach's a statistical anomaly. anomaly. No, that's dude. That's a that's that's free. That's free ninety nine all day long. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Donate your hundred bucks. Smile you later. Um, but. Boys, let's get, let's get back to the tournament. Uh, so let's kind of reshuffle things here. Let's let's <coughs> give our our kind of predictions for uh, predictions and bets for the Sweet Sixteen coming up, and then based on who's left, let's let's kind of again reshuffle things and, and and go around who do we think is gonna gonna take the cake uh, coming out of each uh, each quadrant here. So uh, let's start uh, let's start in the West bracket, Dave. Who, who do you you know, obviously, uh, Creighton, uh, Gonzaga, 
coming up this weekend. But you you like Gonzaga coming out of that uh, that part of the bracket? Well, I still have a future ticket on Gonzaga. As I said, they're my big hope that if they win it all, I've got them in the draft pool too, so I could actually win some of this money back that is completely flushed down the drain. But Gonzaga's the odds-on favorite for sure, and I think they should be. I think plus 150 is actually a really good bet for them to win it all. I don't know what it was at today, but that's what I got them at again later earlier in the week. Um, they they have it all, and I have I'm yet to see them play a team where they looked like they were out of out of place and they looked nervous. I think that you should bet Gonzaga first half in that game because that, that spreads a little bit tall, and you never know what's going to get weird and at the end of the game there. Um, so I definitely take Gonzaga in the West there. Those that matchup of the Pac-12 teams right below them, I have no idea. I didn't watch enough of the Pac-12 this season. We would have to get Bill Walton to decide what he actually thinks, but he'd think that they were both going to win somehow. They're going to tie and go all the way. The final four is going to have five teams, right? And they're all going to be from the Pac-12. Um, but yeah, I have no idea. I'd like flip a coin on that. I, I guess I would take USC because they've got uh, – the who is it, Evan Mosley or whatever his name is? I can't think of it because that's how often I watch the Mole Brothers. Yeah, but the, who's the, which one of them is the guy that's actually going to get drafted though? Is it Evan? It's the younger one. I want to say it's Evan, but don't quote me on that. All right, we're going to have to cut this to make us look smart. So here, I'll say both of them. Ready? <laughs> nah, Dave. We're leaving the podcast up from last week. We already sound like it's just staying up. It's just staying up. I like it. It's even better. I told you not to take it down, but no. <laughs> Well, because we're gonna, because we're gonna. Well, do they know that you're, <laughs> what your occupation is, <laughs> and the Puerto Rican demographic <laughs> no. isn't gonna be happy with you. <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're um, not gonna get reelected out there, Bernardi. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm not sure about the games. Like, I'd go the totals. I take over Gonzaga and Creighton. I think Creighton might shoot a bunch of threes and get high. Well, what, and Gonzaga always scores a bunch of points. 158. I like the over in that one. And then USC and Oregon. Both those teams put up a bowl. But these teams are playing each other for the third time this year. I think points are going to be at a premium. I take under 137 and a half. Those would be my two plays for the West Coast. And yeah, I agree with you. I, I think it's going to be Gonzaga coming out of there. No doubt about it. Yeah, it's it's Gonzaga to lose, like like we've been saying. I I mean, 13 and a half is a lot of points. I like I like that first half play that that you guys had mentioned there uh i would get all over zags first half i think they're going to come out hot i think creighton might make it a little bit of a closer game uh in the second half that 13 and a half might be a lot but um i i agree gonzaga and i mean jesus christ i have no idea on this that oregon game i would say oregon considering i just watched them beat the piss out of iowa but um i mean usc also ran through a recently lukewarm Kansas team um, ran through them handily. So I I'm with you. I, I, I think it's all Gonzaga's to lose coming out of there. So I, I forget what the actual number was, but did you see that this was Creighton's first sweet 16 in like 35 years or something like that? Yes. Okay. It's like 1970 and it's Oregon yeah. state for sweet 16 too, which is crazy. I, cause Creighton, you always feel like is always right there and always in it. And they made a couple of those upset runs when we were, we were younger, like in our teens and, it, I just that was a funny stat to me. I was surprised to see that it was that long for them to yeah, make like, sweet sixteen. We were in college when Doug McDermott was putting up like Doug McDermott was there, right? It's crazy right. to think they never made the Sweet Sixteen. That's wild. Right. That's wild. All right, let's let's pop down, uh, pop down to the East. I know you know we talked about Livers possibly coming back from Michigan. They're up against a a really good looking Florida State team 
who, uh, again, uh, forced a, a, a handful of turnovers, uh, a couple handfuls, actually, four handfuls uh, from Colorado. But uh, you got UCLA and, and Alabama uh, squaring off, too, uh, in the Sweet 16 here, trying to make it to the Elite Eight. So, uh, me personally, if Michigan gets past Florida State, I, I think they make it to the Final Four. Um, I, I think, honestly, I, I just think the winner of that game is probably going to end up making making it there. I don't know really if I like any of these games uh, going on on that side. I mean, Michigan's a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I would maybe think about the over here, 144, um, given, again, how well Florida State's been shooting the ball recently. Um, but that, that number is uh, is creeping up there for me. If it goes any higher, I don't think I'd take it, but I locked it in at 144. Um I don't have no idea what's going to happen in this Alabama UCLA game. So, uh, what do you guys think uh, coming out of the East? I I think that I like Michigan again. So we're going to throw good money at bad money with the Big Ten and probably at Michigan. Brooks has stepped up big time with Livers out that last game. I know that it's going to sound like I'm being a homer for the Big Ten, but I swear to God, the refs were atrocious in that game, mainly to Michigan's detriment. They called one foul on Dickinson on the offensive end that was nowhere to be found that they weren't calling earlier in the game. And another one on the defensive end, the ref from across the court, it was the same ref that called the other foul, called it from all the way at the other end. Just a lot of bad calls, and I think Michigan kind of got hosed on. I still don't think that Florida State's that good. It's a shame that they beat uh, Colorado. Colorado's the only Pac-12 team that didn't make the Sweet 16. Shout out to us for picking them to go to the Final Four. Love that. Uh, down yep. below that, You're I, welcome. I, I think I, it was a fine pick. It just didn't work out, Blaze. Okay, we're fine. Um, UCLA, Alabama, I don't know enough about UCLA, as I've mentioned. Apparently, the Pac-12 snuck up on me. But I, I think Alabama is still the pick there. I, I, I would have a hard time betting on a UCLA team. This they played great really against consistent. Maryland. Yeah, but yeah, and UCLA has just been inconsistent all year. They were they looked great earlier in the season, and then they really had a, a, a dip, and then they kind of turned it on here lately, beating a couple of decent teams. But I'd have a hard time betting on UCLA and putting money. It's on. nice to play Abilene Christian in the second round, I'll say that. Right. No, I'm with you. I think Michigan wins too. I'll throw good money after bad again and go down um, with the Big Ten. Um, I have. agree with you. I stepped up, but I love this guy, Shondi Brown, uh, from Wake Forest grad transfer. He has totally stepped up and filled the role for um, with Livers Hurt. Um, Illinois actually wanted him too, but Michigan won out, and he's been a he's a senior. He's comes off the bench, and uh, he's been shining right now. And I think he's going to be a problem. And they're going to put on polite in Florida State, and they're going to shut him down. Um, I actually like the under on this game again. Michigan can play a high, uh, fast paced game or a low paced game. I think playing a slower paced game against Florida State's beneficial and Michigan has better athletes and a little better height um, advantage compared to Colorado. Um, so I think Michigan's going to be able to hang around with that, them and they'll pull away in the second half. So give me Michigan. I'm going to stay away from that UCLA Alabama game. I still don't trust Alabama. They look like crap against Iona and then they do a 180 and they play amazing against Maryland. You don't know which one you're going to get. I'll pass on that, but I do like seeing Michigan come out of this bracket too. Not even Big Ten homers. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, I do like Michigan come out of there too. So, um, well, the South, uh, I think Baylor's a, a obviously the, the favorite coming out of here. Uh, Dave, who do you like coming out of this, uh, coming out of this, going to the Final Four? Baylor, Nova, you also have, uh, again, that Arkansas Oral Roberts game uh, to consider here too. So 
I think that Baylor is the the very clear head and shoulders favorite out of this entire side of the bracket, the whole right side when you're looking at it. Uh, I know Blaze mentioned that he likes Loyola, but Baylor to me was just extremely impressive in that Wisconsin game. Wisconsin came out firing against North Carolina, lit it up a lock of the week that we were right on. Thank goodness for that. Um, but Baylor just looked to me was just super impressive after everyone was kind of doubt and I'm not really knowing what we we're going to get after losing to I think it was Oklahoma State or one or Texas I forget who they lost to in the Big 12 championship uh their Big 12 tournament but with them getting kind of doubted down the stretch there for them to come out and just completely dominate Wisconsin was good to see I don't see them losing to Villanova at all and then it probably sets up a Baylor Arkansas tilt with uh, Oral Roberts you just expect not to be able to ride that wave into a second weekend after being right there and all the excitement of the first weekend, but without that many fans out there with a different type of tournament, you never know. Uh, and the type of tournament we've had, you never really know, but I would stick with the favorites here again. I know that that's chalky, but that's just, I would be stunned if anything else happened at this point. Has it, when was the last time a 15 made it to the elite eight? I'm never. 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 There's only the really? second one, Florida Golf Coast, Dunk City. That's right. That's, that's right. It. They beat uh, Michigan State that year, right? Down goes Sparty. No, Florida Golf Coast beat Georgetown and then beat San Diego State. San Diego State. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of Middle Tennessee State. They beat, uh, they beat Michigan State a few years back. That's right. Okay. Yes. Boys, boys, who do you like uh, coming out of the South here? Um, I think Arkansas is going to roll Oral Roberts. Like I said, well, we, <clears throat> I think Oral Roberts is just happy to be here again. Like it's awesome. They deserve to win both those games. Mike White on Florida is an idiot. I think Arkansas wins just on talent and athleticism alone, and it's not even going to be close. I'm gonna yeah, go I mean, do, wait, do you think here in Baylor and Villanova just because I can't get over the teams with the better coaches have been winning. And I know the jury's still out on Scott Drew, but Jay Wright is a good coach. And I think he's gonna pull up some weird half-court trap or something to get Baylor out of their offense. They have a huge size advantage. And I think Villanova's finally starting to make shots this year, like everyone expected. So I think Villanova might pull off the upset against Baylor and they're gonna make the final four. Hot take. Hot I take. Like hey, going back to that Oral Roberts game. Um, do you think Arkansas covers 11 and a half? I think they have a better chance of covering than, um, Gonzaga does. That's my opinion. Okay. But okay. That's, that's fair. Spreads that's in, fair. In this deep in March. I have no <laughs> feel whatsoever. Honestly, it's been, it's been such a, a, a wild tournament to begin with. And Dave, I think you hit it on the head. No fans as well. Um, I don't, I think Oral Roberts stays in this game and it makes it relatively close. I'm, I'm not, I'm not big on Arkansas. Um, I will, uh, I will probably play that Baylor over uh, at 140. Boys, you said it right. Villanova starting to hit some shots, and yeah, they may not fully slow down that Baylor offense, but um, they've got a lot of size advantage on them. If, and if they keep feeding the ball down low, I, go, I think go they can score a lot of points. Gillespie isn't going to be back, is he? No, he's not. He's yeah, not. Yeah, so I, I just don't see where Villanova is going to get it from. Baylor yeah, they're going to have to hit threes. They're going to have to hit threes like they did against North Texas. It's, it's that simple. Because those guys can't bank down low. There's a guy on Baylor, Vital. It looks like he should be playing football, too. He's huge. I agree. I agree. Well, uh, oh, wait, Merrick, do you want do you want action on that Arkansas Oral Roberts game? Because I think Arkansas, if you're looking at a pie chart of the most likely outcomes, Arkansas on a blowout is oh, the most likely thing to happen. A hundred percent. Yeah. You're in a survivor pull left. I don't, I don't want, want action. On, I don't want action on it, but I do think it'll. I, I do think it'll be if it's a cover. It's a close cover. Like 
point, point and a half. No, because you, you still owe me three Chipotle burritos because Illinois beat Iowa. No, that was two. That was two. Two Chipotle burritos? Yeah. When I get double. You already ate one, Dave? No, not yet. I eat, oh, yeah. Day. Yeah, you left it in the fridge. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's go down to the Midwest. Let's wrap, the, let's wrap this up. Uh, obviously, uh, Loyola, Chicago, Oregon State, real barn burner there, Cotton. Uh, Syracuse, Houston. Does that Jim Bayheim zone stop? What are the the Cougars? Yeah, down in Houston. Yeah, uh, Dave, who do you like here? I'll stay away from that Houston Syracuse game. That's just too weird of a game. These both feel like stay away games. Actually, if I was going to end up betting, I would bet on Oregon State just because I've got them in our draft pool. But I can't believe that Loyola is a seven point favorite. I guess it depends on if you think that Oregon State was just a fluke the first weekend or not, but I don't think they were. They 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 took care of two pretty good teams. I know Tennessee kind of stinks, but they took care of everyone's favorite, uh, Oklahoma State. Everyone wanted them to go on, and they were kind of like a trendy pick to, to beat Illinois and go to the Final Four, and they took care of them, no problem. So I, if I was betting on either of these, I would end up taking Oregon State, but I really don't have a play down here. Who do I think is going to come out of it? I still think Houston's going to come out of it because – with the theory strictly being that there's been so much chaotic weirdness in this tournament, it almost just can't continue to go at that clip. So you just go with the favorites the rest of the way and assume that that'll, that'll work out. Just don't bet against Gonzaga the rest of the way. I, no. I would, that would be the bet of the tournament the rest of the way. Go back Gonzaga to win it all right now. I mean, what are they wanting? Plus 150 to win it? Plus 150, plus 140, right around there. Yeah, I mean, they're, it's, it's, it's a no-doubter. It's a no-doubter. Blaze, who do you got coming out? Of this uh this region uh, i have three bets that i like with these matchups and um well first one go loyal and oregon state i i think the reason it's a seven point favorite is oregon state's played out of their mind the last six games and the 20 games before they've been absolutely horrible and i think after a week off it's not going to be falling loyola plays an excellent defense and crutwig's just going to take over again so i like loyola i also like a low scoring game that game um in that game, I would take the under two and just keep riding oil on the under. Until under? Yeah, I, I, it's going to be a slow game. I don't think Oregon State's going to get these open looks that they did against Oklahoma State and Tennessee, and these shots aren't and these ridiculous shots they make aren't going to be falling. Um, Houston and Syracuse. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same thing. Houston has played zone in the American. I don't know what it is, but teams like San Diego State and West Virginia, they look like absolute morons playing this zone. And, like, I know West Virginia only had a day to prep for it, but San Diego State had a whole week to figure it out, and they scored 18 points and a half against the zone, which has given up 80 and 90 in the ACCL year. It doesn't make any sense. Houston's played against the zone in the American Conference. They'll be used to this. And they um, are second on the boards in rebounding, according to Ken Palm. Syracuse is ranked 350th on the defensive board. So Houston misses a bunch of shots anyways, but they get after it, and a zone defense is not meant to get rebounds. They're supposed to – avoid open looks. So I like Houston minus seven or minus six and a half, whatever you get at both those games. I think it's chalk and I'm going to go with my original alma mater Loyola making another final four. Well, that was the most shocking thing about Bobby Huggins not being able to handle that. Cause he's been in the conference with Syracuse for a long time. Right. Wasn't, yeah, wasn't, wasn't, I, I wasn't, wasn't Cincinnati in the old big East? Like, yeah, they were. So Cincinnati was in the old, yes, big East I, when he was I don't, and then West Virginia was in the old big East with, when they were co- when he was coaching them with against Syracuse. Like, so he's seen the zone before. That's why it was crazy that they couldn't beat him. The huggy bear. 
That's the thing. I don't know what happens to these coaches in March. Like, is Underwood. Buddy, Buddy Beheim the Kemba Walker of the tournament? Oh, my God, Buddy Beheim. No, I think he gets shut down. Like, he, It was a great run. It's awesome. It's a cool story. But, like, um, I just think – I just think Oregon State's burner and Houston and uh, Buddy Bayham's burner runs out. And just like another thing to like dig the grave on top of all Illini fans, Alan Griffin transfers from Illinois, goes to Syracuse. Oh my God. I love fucking Loyola on on this this card come Saturday. Six and a half points. Crutwig plays the way that he does, stays out of foul trouble. I think they, they beat Oregon State handily. I I have no idea what, what to even think of this Houston game. Just knowing how both teams, uh, as you mentioned, plays play defense, I'm just a, a stay away there. I do like. Uh, I, I'm with you. Uh, I'm going to go with the Ramblers and Sissy Jean uh, up there. I mean, I know everyone's been talking about it, every radio show, podcast, TV station, but her pregame prayer was not a, a, a pregame prayer. It was a stat line. It was a pump-up speech. It got the boys going, and guess what? You know, if she does anything remotely similar, guess what? She's she's gonna be leading the Ramblers to uh, to the Final Four. You know I, what I'll say is, that, can you believe I don't that? I want to be 101 years old, but if I do, I would much rather have a mind like her than just still be in like great shape or whatever, and just like have no did idea you, where. Did you see her clapping? Did you see her clapping all game? She 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 doesn't even clap. She was she was patting the little balloon animal that she had. That was that the rainbow colors. Hey no, hey, she's doing interviews every day. That older, you'd much rather be like that than have it the other way around. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. But how about how about just the fact that Loyola is two wins away from going to their second Final Four in three tournaments? That was 2018. I know it's it's wild. And I don't know, Porter Moser, he's got to go somewhere after this, doesn't he? You would think. No, see, I, I almost want him to go to IU just because Underwood has to face him every year, and I can only imagine the post-traumatic stress the Underwood mental has. Mental mind fuck. He, oh, he, he'd be a mental midget whenever he walked in the gym. No, I was talking to Dave about this off-air. Like, I think Porter Moser stays up there because Loyola's a beautiful campus. Um, good job. He'll, have, he'll be able to go there the rest of your life. And, hey, you're making $2 million as a coach. That's a lot less stressful up there in Loyola than making seven million in Bloomington, and all these car dealership owners are freaking bugging you to go to their Friday night fish fry. Someone I heard someone this week say that they they could be the next Gonzaga. What do you think the odds are of that? I know it's a long shot, but like, do you feel? I think there's a, there's any scenario that that could happen. I think Pat Forty at Sports Illustrated said they can be the next Butler by Lake Michigan. Easily, but yeah. I don't see why not. They have a brand new basketball arena. It's gorgeous. And like, but Dave, what I talked to you about was we gotta um, go up there. If we I'm Porter Moser next year when COVID's, COVID's over, we should make a trip up there. Yeah, we hey, we take the red line. But um, what I yeah I would say is um, if Moser and up, I'm up there, I say I every year in the off season, I say, hey, Illinois, we'll go down to Champaign and play you. We don't even need to play a home game back just to see the reaction from them because what do they have to lose? Hey, every t- the only thing I could I could not stop laughing and thinking about is when you said the fish fry at the auto dealership <laughs> is is thinking about Will Farrell uh, as Ashley Schaefer auto dealer <laughs> BMW and Kenny Powers. He's falling down. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm going to a big time game. You have to deal with all these. 
Mike, is this well, all those people are just here? happy to see you. <laughs> I can't believe you have that mask. <laughs> Same. Um, all right. Uh before before we go down to South Bend, you guys got any other thoughts, any other plays uh, for the tournament or even for the weekend, other sports? Uh, we'll get, uh, for you listeners out there, we'll get back uh, in some uh, NHL, and we'll actually talk a little baseball now that that's heating up here uh, in the next week or so, get a, get a few futures and, uh, and prop plays out there. So, uh, boys, before we go over to South Bend uh, and get a weather update, anything else for our listeners? Yeah, can we talk about the absolute atrocious, horrendous news that we got that uh, Eloy Jimenez is going to be out five to six months? Unbelievable. Just the, the final kick in the dick of the week. It's not been a good week sports-wise. You started off last week with Andy Dalton getting signed by the Bears, but you were hyped up because it was going to be tournament week, and then that didn't go so hot for any of us. Uh, and then you've got Eloy going out, so it's like, all right, it's baseball season, and then you just have that happen. I also think in a couple of weeks we got to have some masters plays because that's what's what's next on the docket. Oh, that's yes. big. So that John 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 be I, I'm kissing death. I'm kissing death. Oh, we definitely got to get a little masters pool going for that. Hell yeah! I I am a little disappointed they're not doing the par three uh, challenges here. Oh, they're uh, not. But I get it. COVID. <clears throat> COVID. Get it. So Jack Nicholas can't play. Is he? He's still kicking, right? I mean, he's probably I got the vaccine. Like he's probably fine. Yeah, he's alive. That's true. That's Palmer's true. dead. Palmer's, yeah, he gone. Yes. Great drink, though. Great drink. A uh, little bit of iced tea, a little bit of lemonade. No, not as good as the John Daly, but we'll accept it. No. No, Come on. absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, Ryder picks um, this week. There's no way our takes are as bad as last week. There's there's zero chance. There's zero, there's, there's zero chance. 16 <laughs> candles, sweet 16, or quinceanera, whatever it is. Uh, 16th episode. Uh, oh, geez, I forgot about that again, boys. Sorry, but any wind? Uh, I think you guys possibly are getting snow up there's uh, uh, in Chicago come next week potentially. So, is there a wind advisory? Any precipitation? Precipitation? Uh, that's going on there in South Bend, boys. Uh, no, warmest day of the year, warmest Saturday of the year so far in South Bend, Indiana. Highest 67, low 40, partly cloudy. Uh, but um, there is a wind advisory warning for all grad assistants in the Notre Dame football team with uh, winds of 16 miles an hour. So um, it's going to be a little nerve wracking up there. When's that spring game? Uh, I don't know. I think Illinois is in, is in three weeks, so I guess Notre Dame's in three. So they got 21 more days to la- to figure it out and see if they can still hold on. Back down the hatches. How, how can you, with a straight face, look at me over this video stream? And say that me saying that about Puerto Ricans last week was too far. When you did this every fucking week about a single Dave, because school. we're gonna Dave, have to because find, of 10, like, people, like donate Dave, to his, his thing or something. Oh my god! The ten thousand people that listen to this probably only four hundred really know. What we're oh, we're getting about. to two commas if I'm going full time. <laughs> hey, hey, we had we had we had more streams this week than we have in the last ten. We finally uh, got onto Apple. I think. We got an iTunes. Oh, yeah, yeah. We on, on iTunes. We'll be on Spotify soon. Swipe up uh, on, on the Twitter machine. Uh, we'll get our stuff out there. But, yeah, look, we're going to harness some positive energy this weekend. We're gonna we're gonna win some games. We're gonna win some money back because I God knows I I need it. About to Ooh, go over the knife over here. I got a hot tip for anyone that's that's in Illinois that I found out this week. Go William, on. Hill, William Hill 
three up to three hundred dollars risk free bet. Uh, risk free bet. It's truly risk free bet too because I put in three hundred dollars. I lost it on Missouri, and I now have that three hundred dollars back in my bank account. So it's risk free. Might Billy as well. Hill? It's free. Billy, Billy H. Yeah. You know what else is free? What's that? Keys. Come <laughs> get your keys. <laughs> the real estate in your head is free. <laughs> hey, I got beachfront property up there too, brother. Beachfront property. Um, all right, boys. Uh, good getting together as always. Uh, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, some great takes for this week 16 and Elite Eight. We will catch everybody next week. See you.